Do the intro. Hit the intro, bruh. Bruh. Come on, bruh. 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 Are we just like goats now? I was wondering how long we'd go before we broke. Now we sound like the alien, the Martians from Mars Attacks. Well, on that note, welcome to the Conscious Effort Podcast, everybody. (laughs) Hey. I'm Tyler. I'm Ryan. I'm Tracy. I'm Justin. I thought last episode (laughs) was impressive because we derailed the moment we finished the intro. (laughs) This one, we didn't even get to the intro and we had already gone off the tracks. Like I I just I didn't think that I could be more impressed than there were tracks. (laughs) We we prepared that just for you. Yeah, I know. (laughs) So if anybody's wondering We're already off to a good start. (laughs) If anybody's wondering, uh, Justin and I and Tracy are are emulating the Mars attack aliens. Uh, AKA goats and sheep or whatever. (laughs) Because that's what it sounds like. We come in peace. (laughs) (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, this is conscious effort in its finest form. (laughs) Deal Uh, with it. Bask in its glory. Deal with it. Oh, we're we're on one already, so. Welcome to Mars Attacks. Right. It's been a rough day. Does it feel like Mars has attacked? What's funny is, like, we everybody showed up and we were all kind of grumpy, me especially. And now, uh, I just doesn't matter. It's funny how two beers will do that. Nap. I know. Or, or <laughs> four. Yeah, it's fine. I had to get up and leave my poor babies at home. I had to tell them I had to go. So what do you guys think do of the Andrew cool. Sheps photo with, with the little kitten on the console? Oh! Yeah, we'll have to share that one. That was a super cute cat. I know, right? So it, was like a, it was like a Honey and Max hybrid. Like super fluffy and awesome. And he's just sitting on the console looking all cute. And then you got, you know, very Harry, dapper Harry, looking Harry cat. gruesome uh, Andrew Sheps in the background. And uh, Gruesome? I thought that looks like you as an older man. I know. That's <laughs> kind of my thing. I was Ryan. like, dude, that's, that's my plan. I, have a, I do have a plan. People the exact same that's why beard. We gotta, that's why we got to get you into Sephora. I guess so. <laughs> uh, no, I shared a, a, a photo. Uh, Andrew Sheps is doing a We're going to help you age well. Uh, with mixed with, mixed with the masters, he's actually in France right now doing a workshop. We oui, meet, oui. and that's what that picture was from. Oh, cool. uh, the cat is not actually in his studio. Uh, Andrew Sheps doesn't have a console anymore. He actually it was a setup. No, he's just no, not the in cat, his personal studio. The cat he's lives in a there. Studio, oh. uh, studio okay. La Fabrique is the the name of the place. But I'd like to go. Sometime. I read the comments. I couldn't figure out what the cat's name was because. People were like coming up with it's joke probably names. Probably some French name. It's probably Bob. Le Bob. Le Bob. Yeah. No, uh, this is definitely a French cat. So I'm not gonna lie, Ryan. Cute. I saw that picture and my first thought immediately jumped straight to recall sheets because I was just like, I just imagine all the settings get messed up. Nah. That's the first thing I thought of. Uh, I was I was gonna retort, but uh, I just imagine a cat sitting there with a slider going. He would be allowed. Back and forth. No, but it would have automation, so uh, knee VR. Oh, so, yeah, so it would, would move would it, and then it would jump back. Right. To go. That's exactly why he would <laughs> sit and play and with that's it. That's exactly why the cat would right. do it. Actually, 
I kind of want to see this. The Control 24 will do that. I kind of want to see this. Will a cat play with the Control 24? You should put oh, it in Vegas I'll, mode. I'll bring honey in here. Yeah, you, you make know. the faders dance. Put it yeah. in Vegas mode and let the cat attack oh, it. Oh, my. It'll lose its mind. Oh, you could do like the... It's got different modes. You can do the wave. Mm-hmm. You can do the... Eh, 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 like it's steps. Stepping. And then all the way up and all the way down. All the way up and all the way down. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I, yeah. I want to see this. This is a little bit of a tangent, but speaking of cats... We don't do tangents here. (laughs) The boys have been getting in a lot of fights. Oh, dear. Like, not like where they're like yelling at each other, but like every single night they're going at it. Is one instigating? I have no idea. Versus the other? I have no idea. It just happens. Like, they'll both be sitting in the kitchen and all of a sudden they're just like... Grabbing each other's heads and biting, and it's—I huh. think it's—it's—it's it's, it's mostly light. So I just try to let them work it out, unless they're like, like yelling, you know, yeah. crying. Right. But it started to happen after work, and then like Sam grabbed Max's head. He had his paws on each side, and he went to like bite the top of his head, and then he just started grooming him. And I was like, okay, <laughs> change your mind. Sort this out. All right. <laughs> it's like, man, I'm gonna kick your ass. Wait, you got something stuck in here. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, hang let on, me give fix me, this. Give me, let me fix this. And then much purring ensued. Bitch, you ever heard of a comb? <laughs> I got combs on my tongue. Anyway. So we had something to talk about, did we not? Oh, That's yeah, right. We, we were going to talk about Tyler. Yeah. Ooh. So for those of you listening at home, uh, we're not going to get a chance to talk about our record store day purchases on this episode. We're going to be talking about that next episode mm-hmm. uh, next week with some friends of ours. But if you have any cool record store day short stories from your record store day experience and you want to share them with us, you can email us at consciouseffortcreative at gmail.com. Uh, tell us about it. Tell us what you found, what you didn't find, what you're hoping for, what your experience was. Maybe we'll uh, talk what about it What you thought of the next week. official beer. Is there an official Record Store Day beer? Yeah, they do that every year. Oh. Last year it was Flaming Lips inspired. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, I, I see. think this year it's Grateful Dead, but it's always Dogfish Head is the company. Oh, right oh yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah. Last year where do you, was where do you purchase this? Just like local. At a record like, store? No, like craft places that sell crap beer really like vincent's brewing company is right down the, the street from record seller so last year matt and i just like walked down there got really? a beer and yep that'd be interesting it's fun it's there part was, there of the was experience a, a, a ryan wasn't store. interested until you said there's beer uh there's a <laughs> liquor store in evansville i wonder uh the one i always frequented they always had a, a great selection i, I mean I, I wonder if they have it i don't know for sure if they bottle it like I know they, it's like oh, you can get draft. Oh, I see. Okay. I, I'm not sure because it's like a one day thing. Like I'm uh, sure they have leftovers for the week, the rest of the weekend. But yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. That's all I know is that I've only ever had record store day beer draft. Be a growler. You could probably do that. <laughs> what a growler. So if you guys uh, don't have anything to email us about, but you still want to find out more about us, uh, you can find more at ConsciousEffortCreative.com. There's more episodes of the podcast there. Uh, we just introduced some articles. Uh, you can keep up to date on all the upcoming events from we're different artists that we work with. We're going to keep introducing more content. Right. We, we're, we're steadily working on introducing more things to the website, so a lot of that will be rolling out in the near future. We'll keep you up to date on that. If you and haven't if- been, there's quite a bit more there now yeah and if you're interested in knowing more about each of us uh there will eventually be bios so yeah that's, that's short cool. for biographies 
<laughs> well, it's it's, it's bio. It's neat if you're in North America, biography. If you're in uh, Australia, that's right. Isn't Different. it biography? Biography. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, I was confused. Or is it obiography? No, that's in North America. <laughs> there's, there's, right. Yeah, two different species. <laughs> obiography, two here. different species. Obiographies, Algonquian, mm-hmm. uh, right? Yep. Yeah, they came and, up with that in the wigwam, and, and and they have bear tails. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Regular biographies uh, just have ring tails. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also related to gliders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Cool. And they're a lot cuter. Wait, if you're on social media and you want to try to follow us, keep up to date on everything there, you can find us at facebook.com forward slash Conscious Effort Creative. Uh, we try to give you guys some updates week to week, let you know when the podcast is out, when there's new stuff that's been added to the website. You can also find us on Instagram at Conscious Effort Creative. So if you're on either one of those places, uh, look us up, follow us, hit the like button. And if you listen to the show on iTunes, uh, leave us a review. We'd really like to hear from you. Yeah, mm-hmm. it actually helps us out a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of pushes us up a little bit higher. Uh, share it. Doesn't take a ton of time. Yeah, that's the other thing. Helps like, us share a lot. it. Help us. Uh, if you enjoy it, you know somebody that will, share it. Or just mention it to them. Yeah. Write or us even a if you don't think they'll like it, share it. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we think will. we're funny. <laughs> even if you don't. <laughs> Look, we have fun doing it. That's, that's all yeah. that matters. All right, cool. So we're going to talk about Tyler now. Yes, so this episode, I guess we're going to be talking about me. So. He's going to have to like, me, give up. Tyler. Like, all right, so yes, who's the MC? Me, Tyler. Tyler's normally the MC. Mm-hmm. He's normally the one who like directs everything. We can't let him direct his own episode. Right. Well, before I get into that, I, I do have a story to tell yesterday, from yesterday about how I almost killed myself. So oh. I, I, I will have to get into that. Wait a second. Did Trigger you, alert. But did you already? <laughs> Mandela effect. Maybe. Now, so anyway, I was on my way home from work yesterday, and it had been a long day. I, was, I knew I was going to come out to the studio and work the rest of the night. So I thought, you know, I'll probably need a little bit of energy, so I grabbed a Monster Energy drink before I left. And I was going to drink it on the way home so I didn't fall asleep. You there. mean a Monster brand energy drink? Yes. Not like a giant, Not a monstrous like a energy drink. Ounce. Did did it right. make the, you feel the, the standard North American monster? So it wasn't monster. So it wasn't monstrous. Not, not monstrous. the Australian not monster. Not the old monster. <laughs> no. <laughs> so it wasn't monstrous. Did well, it, it was. It was. Uh, it was sixteen ounce. So. Oh. Although our our monster energy drinks like standard sixteen ounce. I know Red I Bull. I think isn't. they are. Red I Bull think has different sizes. Sixteen is the sizes. standard for monster. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You okay. can you can get. It looks monstrous larger. compared to a Red Bull. Mm-hmm. Uh huh. Depending on which Red Bull you get. Right. Yeah. I usually get the twelve ounce Red Bull. I think they have 8, 12, and like 18. No, I think they probably go 8, 12, and 16. And Maybe. 24. Yes. Do they have a 24-ounce Red yes. Bull? Yes. Yeah. Justin Good would God. know. <laughs> they do. That sounds this, dangerous. Yeah, this sounds like Although, a decision. I would, make it in sugar-free, too, if you want diarrhea. I would frequently buy two 12-ounce Red Bulls right. and not think a thing about it. But so, you scoff at a 24. Yeah, I know. But you don't drink them both, do you? Yeah, I do. Yeah. Why would you not? I used to do that regularly. I'll buy two, like, on sale, and, like, park one in the back of the fridge, and then, yeah. like, discover it three days later. Like, oh, I have a Red Bull. Yeah. No, no, no. Sounds like a great You are game. irresponsible with your caffeine. <clears throat> no. Not really. I try I'm, to live I'm my life that way. No, man. Plus, then you have some for later, and you don't have to spend more money. I've made the Those mistake. Those are expensive. Like, uh, nice when we do the podcast, I'm thinking, man, I'm kind of tired. I should probably get a Red Bull on the way in, and then I'll be up till four. Mm-hmm. Red Bull is the Man. only thing that actually does that to me. Like Monster, I can I can drink a whole Monster and like go. Yeah, to but bed. Monsters are more delicious. Yeah, maybe you should stick to the eight ounce Red Bull then. Yeah, 
Well, I really miss it, when it, caffeine had that effect on me. Mm. Now it's like I wake up at six in the morning and I'm like, if I want to be awake by ten, I gotta drink four Red Bulls or pop. No, several I drink pills. coffee all the time. I don't know, I, like. Uh, Red Bull, for some reason, maybe it's just their uh, you know, their special it's got blend. B of, vitamins and taurine. yeah, their special blend of vitamins. For some reason, it uh, it also tastes like garbage. Oh, like, no, I love Red it. Bull. People, you know it's working when people open a Red Bull. It like oh yeah, goes all it. over. It's you smell disgusting it for fifteen feet. It's you smell disgusting. it. Disgusting. Really, I actually really enjoy the taste of Red it Bull. It smells and tastes like cough syrup to me. It's I gross. actually enjoy it. Disgusting. Yeah. It always kind of reminded me closer of like the green gummy bears. Yeah, a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a little bit. Especially that old uh, was it amp? That definitely tasted. That was like Mountain Dew. Yeah, I Mountain know. Dude. I know that was something different. I I miss my amp. favorite was Lost. I guess yeah. I don't know. You remember that Lost energy drinks? I don't. What about Nos? Those are pretty good. I don't think no. I've ever had one of those. Either. Nos, Nos, and vodka. Yeah. yeah. That nah. sounds good. Dangerous. Decision. Nah. Oh, it is. Nah. <laughs> oh, it is. <laughs> Liquid speedball and yeah. Isn't well, that Red like the definition of a uh, Jaeger bomb? Like, it's well, it's it's no, Jaeger and Red Bull. Yeah, yeah. which uh, seems pretty. Dangerous. Speaking of which, Jaeger and Red Bull, vodka and Red Bull. That yeah, that's uh, that's my DUI right there. <laughs> yeah, I don't do that very often anymore. Throwback. This isn't Meet Ryan Part Three. <laughs> <laughs> well, save it, bud. Sorry. This podcast isn't all about you, Ryan. I'm sorry. Well, we haven't gotten to Tyler yet. Yeah, so anyway, I was on my way home from work, and I knew I was going to need some energy, so I got myself a monster energy drink. And uh, I was drinking it on the way home, so that way I didn't fall asleep. And, uh, you know, you're drinking your, your can of monster on the way home, and you go to take a swig, you tilt it up, and then when you're done, you tilt it back down. You know, it's a very simple process, except whenever I did it and I tilted my can back down, um, all the Monster Energy drinks sloshed against the bottom of the can, came back out of the top of the can, and went straight into my eyeball. <laughs> and I don't know if you've ever put Monster Energy drink into your eyeball, but it kind of burns. Which eye you, was it? Yeah. It was it, my right eye. Well, Is that your dominant eye? I have no idea. I can't see that well in either. See, oh. we missed a perfect opportunity to convince all these people that Tyler only had one eye. And you, did, you, you just ruined it. You ruined it. Let's back it up. <laughs> oh, man, your eye? Yeah, my only eye. Damn. <laughs> my good one. Damn, did you just blink a lot and <laughs> right. feel for the rumble strips? <laughs> That's Tyler's why I have this eye patch now. Brooklyn again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So anyway, continue. Yeah. Go no. on. So if you've never put uh, a monster in a drink in your eye, uh, it really kind of burns. Probably um, the citric acid. Suddenly, I felt like much more energy. I don't know why. It was really well, strange. Just well, adrenaline because yeah. you were adrenaline, like, panic. on the shoulder. <laughs> a lot of different yeah. emotions all at the same time. Suddenly, I felt very oh, weak. Oh, and, yeah. and, and you know, some of that caffeine probably went straight to your brain through your eye socket, too. Oh, yeah. So that probably helped. That probably explained, like, by the <laughs> time I it. got here, like, my heart is, like, palpitating. Uh-huh. Because you know, I, I nearly killed myself. I'm driving down the road, and I've got this stuck in my eye. And, you know, normally when that shit happens, you try to blink to make tears to get it out of your eye. Uh-huh. Except it burns so badly, I can't bring myself to open my eye. Oh, dear. And uh, it, you know, then my other eye starts watering because it hurts so badly. So now I've got one eye that I can't open. The other eye is filled up with water, and, you know, there's oncoming traffic, and I'm not sure which lane I'm in. Uh, it, was, it was a very, very scary experience, but uh, eventually... Uh, I guess all the energy drink either went out or just soaked into my eyeball and woke me up. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> I would love to have, uh, you know, had like a blood test, like your caffeine level pre-eyeball intake and post-eyeball intake. Mm. I'm, I bet you it probably went up. Yeah, you probably. Know, you know. It absolutely did. <clears throat> yeah. I lost a blue moon cap. I'm oh. devastated because it's not going to make it into the fishbowl. Uh, oh, we'll it will find eventually. it later. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, we keep a fishbowl here with all the... Uh, all the bottle caps. And when we say fishbowl, it's not a little one. <laughs> it's, it's huge. It's huge. It's That's probably huge. like, what, two and a half gallons? You Easily. Probably, you know? Probably like that. It's about a third of the way up. Now. Yeah, this is actually, we're on level three now. So we had two other containers. We filled them all up, so we had to get a fishbowl. So we're working on that. Yeah. What do we have, a mason jar, then a pitcher? Yeah, yes. I think that's how it went. Yeah. Now we still bowl. have the mason jar. The mason jar didn't take very long. The yeah. pitcher was here a lot longer than what it needed to be. Like I, the pitcher was literally overflowing. Mm-hmm. I was actually it was kinda, mount pitcher. When we got the mason jar, I thought it would take us a lot longer to yeah. fill it than it actually did. It was like a week, and this thing was like to the top. Now, granted, overflowing at that time we had, you know, we were doing lots of sessions, three, four sessions a week, and we were doing the podcast. And so that made me feel a little bit better. But to be fair, a lot of people were drinking out of cans. Uh, yeah. Well, but... Yeah, because it skews the numbers a bit. Because it was a thing, Where? I was like intentionally buying bottles. And I still do. I want to see the big fishbowl filled. And as long as it takes like six months to get it done, I'm not going to feel bad. But if we, we get, should post if, weekly If we updates. get it done by like in two months, I'm going to be like, ooh. You mean like how uh, every year you measure your child to see how much they've grown? So like every every week and every month, we'll measure the fishbowl to see how much more alcohol we've drank. Yeah, yeah. And it's not just bottle caps. There's some uh, wine corks in there. Uh, Justin has thrown a couple shooters in there because he doesn't drink beer. He wants to be included. He wants to be included. You just start throwing those caps in there. I'm here too. Yeah, it's well, like see, a fireball and a little Jack Daniels. Well, I appreciate shooter. that it doesn't put all of them in there. Not that Justin drinks that much. It's just, you know. Yeah, he it, doesn't. It, it'll, it'll, it'll it'll fill up very quickly with all those fireball shooters. I'm practically a teetotaler. <laughs> no. Yeah, between the hours better. of six a.m. and six p.m. How much f- more full do you think it would be if we included all of the uh, pop tabs from all the beer cans? Oh, oh. man. We could we probably put a that. couple kids through college with that. <laughs> it, would, it would actually... Uh, or pay off my student loan we debt. Should we should do that. God damn. Donate them as conscious effort. And we could put the Red Bull tabs in there, too. They're kind of cool. They we'll show them and be like, hey, everybody, you're welcome. Or, or we can make necklaces for our listeners. Mm, let's not. No. <laughs> nah. Nobody? Okay. No. I mean, if they really want, you know... You know, bottle caps and beer tabs. Yeah, they can come get them. I thought it was a funny joke. No one liked it. It's fine. No, I thought you were serious. No. Because that's... that. Who's going to make these necklaces? I mean, it was your idea. No! (laughs) No! (laughs) Fine. So, Tyler, this episode was supposed to be about you. Yeah, so... we didn't. I guess we're going to talk a little bit about me. Yeah. So, uh, for those of you that know me, I guess you probably know what you're getting into you. For people that don't know me, I'm sorry. <laughs> I guess Tyler uh, took a poop earlier and had some ideas. Yeah, suddenly I was just like, oh, shit. And then he pulled it right out of his ass. Yeah. It all just came to me. 
He washed his hands afterward, probably. <laughs> right, right. The studio still smells. No, no, no it does. The bathroom does. It the studio it does. does. I believe that. I believe that. It was those that. two protein oh. bars that I had beforehand. Oh, God. And probably I, I witnessed And that. the coconut water. Like, you were, like, drooling over these things. Like, what, what was that about? Like, do you really enjoy them? Oh really? no! I was drooling because it got stuck in my mouth, and I like I just I couldn't chew it all up, and it was just it, yeah, I was just drooling. Does that myself. happen a lot? You know, not a, <laughs> define a lot. <laughs> anyway, he always says it is function over flavor. He will eat disgusting things. No, no. <laughs> yes. Sounds like somebody else I know. Yeah. <laughs> But mine is for survival. <laughs> not because I'm trying to get a little bit bigger. So I'm just so, trying not to waste away. So Justin is Justin eats bo burrito so he doesn't die. Yep. Remember me? Uh, remember me showing up the other day and I was like, bars. "Man, why right. does the house like I like I, I almost didn't say anything. I was like, "Why does the house smell like bo?" He's like, "Oh, we were oh, trying to figure it out. It's probably because I made a burrito earlier." Like, it was. Like, he opened the microwave and he goes, "Yep, that's it." <laughs> like, oh, did I tell you? I didn't tell you this. Sorry, this is supposed to be a t- about Tyler. No, this, go ahead, this Ryan. Suicide. <laughs> Ryan uh, is like a bulldozer on the microphone. I like, am. It doesn't matter what the topic's about. Ryan's just like, I have something to say right he now. Just, he's just mowing over everything right now, just plowing it down. Well, because if I don't say it, then it's gonna bother me. Man, if you were into like freestyle and lyrics, that would be perfect. I'm a bulldozer on the microphone. Uh. Next line, do it. No. Anyway, uh. Uh. <laughs> ladies anyway. and gentlemen, that Ryan Barber mixtape is going to be very short. <laughs> it is. <laughs> no, it's going to be released on one inch vinyl. Anyway, so uh, there has been or had been some uh, some. Justin weirdo food in the the, the freezer here mm-hmm. at the studio for a while, and uh, we we were in here working, and I'm like, you know what, I'm kind of hungry. I don't really want to go to the gas station, and so I had two choices: either I was going to eat the corn dogs that Justin benevolently bought mm-hmm. for the studio, which so people wouldn't have, eat my bullshit, have been enjoyed. <laughs> but I said, I see these things here, and I've been curious. Uh huh. About uh, Justin's, uh, they look diet. good. They're You're deceiving. You're curious about my food, right? So I, I grabbed the burrito and I grabbed the little protein bowl thing and I took it back to the house mm-hmm. and and cooked them up. I, I I actually cooked the burrito wrong. I figured yeah, out. Yeah, they have these weird two part instructions. Um, no, I only did one part and it was cold. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that was gross. But the little bowl weren't bad. Yeah, you know. It was just like beans and corn and stuff. Yeah, but I, weird it was, was kind of it was kind of refreshing mm-hmm. and uh, filling ish. You know, I could I could see it. I could you see know, it. I got two of those. I ate one, and then the next time I was hungry, I was like, I could eat this, but that was a lot of work to make that last one. <laughs> so I just left it in the freezer for months. That yeah yeah, it's been there for a while. If if, if it was brand new, I probably wouldn't. Wouldn't have taken it, but no, I, was like, no. I was like, you know what? It was in there because I did not want He's it. He's not going to eat this, so I'm going to eat it. Anyway, so back to Tyler. No more sushi. Yeah, so anyway, uh, I, I I came up with something that I was going to talk about, and this is kind of inspired by a conversation I had with Damian Baker recently at one of our uh, rehearsals. Uh, he was talking about how 
we've been playing together for all these months, and he still has no clue what on earth kind of music I listen to. And uh, it kind of got me thinking about the, the music I listen to, and uh, I don't really know how to answer that question because I listen to such a wide range of stuff, and I've gone through some distinct musical phases over the years. Did you give him a playlist? No. Oh, that would have been funny. No, I think I just left it at like, yeah. <laughs> Can you imagine Damien listening to a Tyler Hardwick playlist? Oh my God, I can't imagine anyone listening to a Tyler playlist. It'd be really fucking weird. But uh, no, it, it, it kind of got me thinking about like the history of me and music and kind of just, I guess, where I, how I got to where I'm at today and the music that I listen to and what I look for and just the strange rabbit holes I've gone down over the years. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess I'll start all the way back when, you know, I was, I was you know, a little kid. I was probably, you know, about like eight. I'd make my parents mad here. So I was born in 92. My parents were both born in the 50s. You can do a little math there and figure out there's, a you know, almost Whoa. a generation Pretty good gap, gap yeah. there. Uh, like I said, you know, mom and dad probably aren't going to like the fact that I just gave away uh, their, Could their age 59. range. Could be 51. Anyway... So I, I grew up listening to a lot of older kind of music, and uh, you know I remember being a little kid. I was about eight years old, and I uh, I saw this infomercial on television for this Beatles uh, compilation CD called One, mm-hmm. and uh, I really dug it. I remember going home and asking my parents, like, "Have you ever heard of the Beatles?" <laughs> you know, and I'm sure <laughs> they were like, is, "No." This is not what they've. This of course isn't what they said, but I'm sure they were both probably thinking, "Well." Yeah, who the fuck do you think I am? Um, so that's what I asked for for Christmas that year. So, you know, I, I grew up listening to uh, the, the three albums that I remember most distinctly from my childhood were the, the, the Beatles, one, uh, CCR's Greatest Hits. Oh, God. Hell yeah. Yeah. I had and, that too. And I had uh, Kiss Double Platinum. And uh, those are the three, like, distinct ones that I remember growing up listening to. A lot of my friends listening to, like, uh, like Limp Biscuit and uh, Kid Rock and Corn and stuff like that. Oh, and I, I was listening to uh, the Beatles and CCR. You grew up in the worst generation. <laughs> you were going up to your friends like, have you ever heard of the Beatles? And they were like, nah. No, Limp Biscuit and everything, they, they were very lame by the time. Uh, hey. They weren't all the Limp Biscuit fans. No, I'm telling you, like, by the time Limp, Limp Biscuit came out, they were already very lame for my generation anyway. So I started out listening to a lot of that kind of stuff, and uh, you know, Dad listened to a lot of classic rock, Mom listened to country, and then I remember the uh, lady who babysat me and my sister, uh, she listened to a lot of like oldies, like uh, like Marty Robbins, really? Lefty, Lefty Frizzell kind nice. of stuff. Yeah, like I I always think of that uh, that old song. It's like I grew up in Saginaw, Michigan. You know that old yeah, stuff uh, so hard to do. Back yeah, then. old shit like that. But uh, and then like. Years go by, you grow up, you kind of discover the radio and what the rest of your friends in school listen to, and you know, I just started listening to basically just whatever was top 40. Mm-hmm. And probably by the time I was about you know, 12, uh, a friend of mine, I was, I was going to like a summer camp, and I usually don't mention people by name on the podcast, uh, but this person had a you know, pretty big impact on me like musically. Uh, a guy by the name of Mark Flynn told me, dude, you need some new music. <laughs> and uh, so he gave me this mixtape. Or I say mixtape. It, it was a burnt CD. Right. Uh, it was yeah. better than uh, 85 kilobytes per second. That's good. Yeah. 
and uh, <laughs> on it, written in Sharpie, was emo. Oh. Yeah. Nice. And uh, it was uh, a lot of, like, Brand New and Bright Eyes and My Chemical Romance and uh, Census Fail, uh, a lot of stuff like that. And I got really into it. So then I kind of went down, like, the, the, the emo rabbit hole. And, uh, you know, a lot of those bands I still listen to to this day, like, I still listen to, to Brand New. I still listen to Bright Eyes. Um, I don't really listen to Census Fail. I mean, what at what point did you pick up the guitar? Oh, it was it was it was right about the same time. So along with that, um, he had given me some music by a guy <coughs> named Damien Rice, who's kind of like a like a folk singer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, my dad had played guitar, so there was always guitars around the house. And 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 I, actually, my first instrument as a kid, they'd got me a drum set. I wanted to be a drummer, so like I. I'd had a drum set, and then we had a piano, and then Dad had guitars. So there, there was always musical instruments around the house. Mm-hmm. And um, I kind of wanted to play guitar, and I thought, like, I didn't know how to learn. So I was like, I'll just, like, pick random chords from the chord chart and start learning them. And, you know, you pick some stupid shit, like a C-sharp minor that, like, you're never going to fucking play. And uh, at least not in like most conventional music. Right. It's not gonna be not the first baby note. Hands it's not gonna be the first right. note. Yeah. You play. <laughs> and uh, so you're like, well, you know, this sucks. I'm not gonna do that anymore. But then um, I started trying to learn um, some like early like folk kind of stuff. Um, really. Like like some of the stuff by like Damien Rice. There was a some uh, group called like Daphne Loves Derby that had some like kind of emo-ish folk song or whatever mm. that was you know some simple chords and you know I started playing that kind of stuff. And uh, I just played acoustic. And, uh, the Castilla. Yeah, yeah, dad, Dad's <laughs> old Castilla. Yeah. Yeah, and then he played, uh, he played a Telecaster. The, That's that uh, maroon-colored Telecaster. For, that for anyone who doesn't know, the, the Castilla was actually featured on uh, the Spectre record. Was quite it? A, quite a bit, yeah. It was the, it was the, uh, the intro for... Uh, oh. oh, no, it was probably featured on a lot of demos for the... Uh, Spectre record. I don't know that it ended up on any of the final tracks, but a lot of like the demo stuff. Man, I thought that we had the Castilla on one of the tunes. I don't think we had anything acoustic on uh, the really? Spectre. EP. I don't recall hearing any acoustic. Yeah, but oh, a lot of that, a lot of the demos and all that stuff was was written on that guitar like years yeah. later. Yeah, yeah. So by this time period, I'm probably about like you know I don't know twelve, thirteen, and then when I was uh, fourteen was when uh, the Devil and God came out by uh, Brand New, and uh, that's when I was like, man, I want to I learn how to play this kind of stuff. And uh, I remember <clears> like, <throat> I took Dad's Telecaster and, and sat down and figured out how to play the little melody part to uh, Jesus Christ. Hmm. And uh, that, that's probably when I like, really wanted to start. Like, I decided, like, I want to know how to play this stuff. Mm-hmm. And uh, so then from there, like I said, at that time I was listening to a lot of like emo, and then it started getting more heavier and rawer like i started going towards some of like the screamo kind of stuff so like a little more since his fail um like what kind of gear did you have early on oh shit like you, you had like for, a, for many years telecaster and you had what so what so were you playing through so at at home a lot of times i played acoustic but then um i would play dad's telecaster um i think i had a a, a jay terser guitar it was like a les paul copy right and uh, Dad oh, had a yeah. little Fender Frontman 25 watt. It was 112. Mm-hmm. I would play through that. Uh, still have that amp to this day. That's still typically if I'm going to play anything electric at home, that's just what I plug into normally. Really? Although I still typically play acoustic. But um, the first probably like real guitar that I got was an Epiphone Futura. 
Oh, it was, uh, yeah. Had active EMGs. It had it was twenty four fret ebony fretboard. Had a uh, locking nut and a Floyd Rose tremolo. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> um, when I when I started getting into a lot of like the screamo kind of stuff, eventually I started getting into a lot of metal yeah. from there. Like I just you gradually outgrew the Telecaster a little bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This is about the time <laughs> where I got metal to be done on a on a Telecaster. This is about the time where I got into YouTube uh, would disagree. Yeah, sure. Go I on. mean, I've I've seen people that play metal like on Telecasters. Like, uh, was it Jim Root? Jim from, Root. Yeah. Um, There's a guy named Aaron Turner who had a uh, a metal band, the, the now unfortunately named ISIS. Um, but he for years played a Telecaster, but they were kind of like a post metal sort of band, mm-hmm. uh, much like Pelican, so, uh, who I've mentioned a lot on the show. I guess my next question would be like, when did you uh, start getting into the more creative thing, like? Like writing. Oh. Like, was that before or after Amber Lamps? I remember a lot, like as a kid, I would frequently think that I, I would hear songs that I like and I would think in my head, this sounds pretty good, but it would sound better if they changed this and they did it instead. And uh, I remember I used to do this thing that used to drive my mom nuts where um, there'd be a song playing in the car and I would play drums along to it, but I thought it would sound cooler if it had a different drum beat. So I would be playing drums on all the random shit in the car, like the <laughs> dashboard, against the, the window, the, whatever they the door had. handle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I probably look like I was, you know, just a toddler having a seizure. It's but, a good thing uh, your mother loves you. Yeah, I just I thought in my mind, I was like, I'm making the music better. Like you don't understand, it sounds way better this way. So like I've, I guess I've always kind of wanted to do that sort of thing. It wasn't until years later that I got a chance to do that sort of thing, but. Um, Whenever you, you asked, whenever I started getting into the more like creative sort of stuff, so I got really into um, metal in high school. This is following the emo sort of stuff, and um, I just I, I wanted stuff that was just louder and faster, and it just seemed like anything that that fit that bill. Uh, I was I was just eating it up. Was and, it because uh, it was more difficult? You know, I think it was just like. I think it was just going down the rabbit hole. Uh, like, before there was stuff where, um, oh, suddenly, you know, there's someone screaming instead of singing, and that's uh, different. And you just, like, the, the emotion behind it was something different than what I'd heard before. I want to hear something like this, <laughs> yeah, but even louder. Or, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's probably, yeah. it's probably, it's probably uh, I mean, people do that some, from time to time. Yeah. You know? uh, well, they grow up, the hormones start happening. I guess, and you... You hit puberty, and suddenly you're like, man, I really love metal. I just want it to be louder, right. faster, well, and angrier. I hate just, everything just, else. Just difference, you know? You just want to be different. You're trying to differentiate yourself yeah. You start out as an angsty else that emo teen. No one is like me. I have, I right. have to find something I want to be mine. different. I, I have to find my niche. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's... Oh, and I probably was, like... I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, I was perceived as, you know, a little different. Mm-hmm. From some of the music I, I I listened to during that time period, especially because so I I got into metal, and uh, one of the first bands that I really got into was a band called Cradle of Filth, mm. and uh, just and the name never alone. heard of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. Uh, yeah, strange band from England. Describe their sound, please. Uh, they sound like a bunch of angry vampires all trying to have sex. Oh, yeah. Oh, I know exactly what you yeah. mean. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, really? That's actually a 
it's pretty probably pretty close. Yeah. So uh, yeah. I, I got I got really into a lot of Cradle of Filth, and then uh, from there I was I was into a lot of like Demo Borgir. Um, got really into uh, Children of Bodom, you know, which it, it then you know you're starting to get into a little bit more like Shred kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I went through this time period where I was really into Norwegian black metal. Yes, like which which is where he was. No, which is where he was whenever he joined Amber Lamps. No, yeah, that's probably about right. So that's probably about <laughs> seventeen when I, I, I joined this. the band. I started playing with you and Brandon and Scott and yeah. Ethan and all them. And uh, well, so how many? He's how, like, hey, you guys, I want to play this song by a band called Soul Ray. No, he never did that. He was too young. Like, oh. hey, you guys ever thought about lo- corpse paint? He, <laughs> he was what about lo- studs. He was totally along for the ride. Like. What I remember is uh, you just had this innate ability to play whatever we put in front of you. like. And what what's interesting to me is, like, I've never really been around a guitar player that could do that, you know, to completely change more or less everything that they were doing from song to song to song. Like, it was so easy to work with you uh, on a, a pretty broad... Uh, set of covers like most people would like try to approximate you know yeah that's kind mm-hmm. of their style like you just kind of approximate you get close you know that's kind of my thing you know get close uh no uh tyler i wouldn't call you a perfectionist but i would say I would probably s- probably more would, so earlier I would, on i would say that you were you were striving to be as close to the original material as possible and probably Twice as much as any other cover guitar player. And not just that, you were successful at it. That's what's crazy, is that, well, this is a Meet Tyler episode, and let me tell you a story about Tyler. All right, here we go. Uh Okay. So, we, early on in the Amber Lamps, or middle of Amber Lamps, we had a pretty big show that we were playing, uh... A uh, place was called Four Seasons in Washington. It's not there anymore. I think this was the first time we ever actually played on a stage. Right. And it was a, it was a good experience. It was fun. We sounded terrible, you know. Uh, We'd only been together for a few months. But this is what I remember. Tyler had been struggling uh, to get some of these tones that we had, or that, that were on these songs. <clears throat> and he buys a GCX. And he buys a TC Electronics thing. Basically... It's all MIDI guitar stuff. And so it was a MIDI switching MIDI rig. MIDI switcher rig. Where and he, a rack mount effects unit. He could like turn on and off pedals in the rack. like They were not in front of him. and So we're in there setting up. And I thought he was just going to play normally. No, he rolls in this all this stuff. Brand new gear. Uh, rat's nest of cables. What? And I'm just... I'm just... I'm scared to death that at some point in the, in the show... I'm going to be the only guitar playing. <laughs> because something's going to be hooked up wrong. But it wasn't. I'm, I'm sure that there were probably settings that he would want to change, but everything worked flawlessly. And I was floored. I mean, I remember you asking me like two or three questions, but I was too busy with PA and stuff like that. I couldn't really help. But it was already right. And it just blew my mind. I remember buying the cables for that rig that day. I think I did it after our sound check, which, funny yeah. enough... And there's this, one over there, like a red one. We did the sound check that day. <laughs> uh, we got the cops called on us at sound check. Yes. Yeah. 
So the uh, neighbors. Yeah, the neighbors called the cops on us during sound check, mm-hmm. and then after that, I ran uh, to Vincent's and I bought all the cables to hook up my rig for the show. So like we didn't, I didn't do sound check with what I was going to play through. Yeah, but the day before. Um, I had like mapped it all out on paper and I had gone into my MIDI controller and I had pre-programmed like all the presets <laughs> and how, how and, then, you, and then hooked how it up how like, two even, hours before the show. How you even got clothes. I have no idea. Yeah. I, I don't know. Like, like in hindsight, that was a, probably a terrible idea. Like I would never uh, tell yeah. anyone to I do told, that. I told two you, hours before I told show. you it was a bad idea. Like whenever I saw you roll the fucking rack up, I was like, are you sure? And I was just like, I wasn't going to tell you no. <laughs> it's like I wasn't the dad of the group, <laughs> at least not at that point. <laughs> yeah, but I was eighteen. You can't tell me. You know, that, you can't tell me that. But shit. I was I just like, "Are you doing. sure that you have this? Are you sure that this is gonna work?" And you're like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, are you sure? Yeah, it'll work. Okay." And, and like of all the problems of that show, Tyler's rig was not one. <laughs> no, actually, the biggest problem I had that I remember is I couldn't remember how to play that Genesis song. Mm. Nobody did. <laughs> I think the only person who knew what the hell they were doing on that song was probably Scott. <laughs> and that was probably not the worst one we did all night. I, d- I don't remember what else we played that night because it's been so many years ago. No, like, it's I've, on YouTube. I've, I've, I've Just forgotten deep. so many of those songs. No, you can punch my name in on YouTube and find some early Amber Lambs. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. It was. I know what I'm doing when I get home. Hey, <laughs> she's gonna try to find some old amber lamps. Yeah, yeah. Like it's some of it's good, some of it's terrible, and some of it's uh, less terrible. I looked a lot different back then. Yeah, I had shorter oh, hair and yes. I was a lot that's smaller. The, that's the other thing. Like you, you, you see skinny Tyler there, and skinny like, Tyler with shorter skinny hair. Skinny Tyler. Yeah. Uh, you He's might recognize. Like me. You'll recognize a few pieces of gear, like. Uh, the hot cab was usually featured. No, uh, at that the, show, the, the bandmaster was featured. No, at that show, I was playing the sun cab. No, I had both. I had the hot cab and, oh, did and, and the bandmaster. And I started with the hot cab, and I switched later because that's I hated right. It. I remember that. Yeah, at that time, the hot I hated the hot cab. So yeah, um, Justin. Was, Justin has no nothing. He was just like, it's it's a hot cab. I don't know. Yeah, it's whatever. That's a sweet cab. Well, anyway. So during that time period, I was into a lot of uh, weird Scandinavian metal. If you don't know what it is, it was this weird thing where like, back in kind of like the, the 90s and into the early 2000s, a lot of those bands intentionally went for like subpar studio quality. Hmm. And it was kind of like, uh, you know, intentionally going against like the, the, the Americanization of, you know, like pop music and that sort of stuff. There was a lot of... Um, Western influence mm-hmm. in their countries, you know, like McDonald's and Seven Eleven popping up, and they, oh. they they pretty well kind of had their own stable economy. Like they have their own, they have their own currency, they have their own oil stuff like that. So they had their own culture. Yeah, and the, uh, the capitalism was trying to invade, just trying to get their capitalism, money. Christianity, yeah. you know, that sort of stuff, and uh, you know, American pop music, and uh, they didn't really want it because they had their own sort of culture. So they they purposely <laughs> tried to make music that was. You know, scary against the and, grain. Yeah, or difficult for the Western ear. Yeah, probably. Yeah. Um, a lot of those bands I listened to, you know, if, if you want to go check any of them out, the ones I listened to the most were uh, probably Immortal or uh, Enslaved. I was really into a band called Emperor. 
Hmm. Um, Mayhem, they're kind of a notorious sort of band. <laughs> all these L- are a lot great. of those guys, all like, these are great names. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, dude, that was the thing. Like, so many of them have like great names. Like, yeah. Emperor, fucking great band name. Um, a lot of those guys also ended up in prison at various points in their yeah. careers. Oh, nice. You know, for like uh, either murdering people or uh, you know church burnings, different things like that. Oh, nice. So yeah, it was like you said, it was it was strange music, but I was really into it for a long time. And uh, I, I remember I went to a documentary um, at a film festival in Louisville. It was called the Flyover Film Festival, and these uh, two people uh, had gone over to Norway. I think they lived there for I don't know maybe three five years or whatever. Made this documentary and interviewed like all these guys from those bands during that time period Mm -hmm. and uh, just kind of documented the history of that music and and the culture and, you know, just that time period. Um, It was a really interesting thing. If you can find it, it's called Until the Light Takes Us. And uh, I I cannot think... It was a a man and a woman. The woman's name was Audrey Ewell. Uh, The man, unfortunately, I cannot remember his name. He ended up dying of cancer a few years afterward. Really? But uh, I got to meet both of them. I actually rode the elevator up to their own viewing, like, with them. Really? Yeah. Hmm. But then from there, I started getting into ambient music, experimental music, drone music. Just Brian like, Eno. Oh, yeah. Yeah, just, just going fully <laughs> yeah. down the rabbit hole of strange stuff. So Brian Eno, like you mentioned, that was, that was a guy I kind of got into. Um, you ever... There's another guy named Steve to... Reich or Steve Reich. I don't about, know how to pronounce his name. What about Talk Talk? No, Talk Talk? I don't oh, think so. Too bad. Steve Steve Reich. Steve Reich. I'm not sure how to pronounce his name. It's like R E I C H. Um, he did some interesting music involving uh, like tape loops. Oh. So yeah, that's uh, that's that's pretty much like me up through like high school. You know, right into right into about like eighteen, about the time I started playing with you guys in Amberland. Then you met me. Right, right. I spent all this time by myself in a bedroom <laughs> listening to music and playing and listening to strange music, and then I met uh, Ryan Barber and Ed and the crew. And I ruined him. Yeah, I mean, devolved. <laughs> I mean, it, I've uh, derailed. Uh, I mean, uh, I've, I have. Uh, changed many perspectives in my lifetime maybe not all for the better <laughs> uh, i wouldn't know. say that uh, i derailed let's just say i I, uh, I went on a tangent yeah yeah and the tangent continues yeah <laughs> i mean if if you'd asked me back when amber lamps was happening that we would be here doing this now mm-hmm. uh Recording a podcast that people actually want to listen to. Uh, recording uh, great music, uh, whether it's Spectre or Breathing Room or Damian Baker or uh, Ethan Chambers, all these folks. We actually have more people on deck. If you'd asked me eight years ago <clears throat> whether something like this is possible, I would have, well, one, I would have been like, well, that's a pretty good idea. Or and two, no. Probably yeah. not. Probably you mean when we were learning probably, probably when not. I come around in a in a spare garage, oh, you never thought that we'd be talking about this right now on a show? Like what is this this seventeen episodes? Yeah. It really is amazing what we've been able to accomplish. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh I couldn't have done it on my own. Not by any stretch. Uh 
Tyler has been more than crucial. He's been like the the focus, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of like this spacey, open-minded, and just kind of throwing stuff at the wall kind of guy. This guy has organization, and he has intelligence, and he's creative, and... Uh, I mean, I think I'm some, just kind of weird. Something I've eclectic. never said. Something I've never said about you. Uh, and this could be too much, but your ability and your uh, drive has inspired me to do more with my part of it. Does that make sense? Like, when we started doing Spectre music, and I started hearing what you were trying to do, and I knew that we weren't capable, I guess, I knew I I had to get better to do it. I mean, I've had to get a lot better over the years. You know? Yeah. And I guess that's kind of uh, our relationship, is we push each other's boundaries. Mm -hmm. And it's been that way for... Seven years, eight years. Seven, eight years. Yeah, probably probably closer to eight years. You know. And not to be like... Actually, it's probably going on nine years. Right. Yeah, I met you when I was 17. I turned 18 shortly thereafter. I'll be 27 this year. So yeah, it's probably going on nine years. It's odd how that works. Yeah. You know. I've never had somebody challenge me technically as much as this guy. And mm. we're all benefiting from that mm. relationship. Right. It's just because I have a bunch of goofy ideas. (laughs) I guess so. But we're pulling them off. You know, Breathing Room has lots of weirdo ideas, too. You know, Uh, just the approach. I don't know. I don't know if they're they're weird. (laughs) Maybe they're not. But that that, that sort of thing pushes you to, to, you know, want to, you know, expand your skill set and your thoughts as well. Yeah. I'm not kissing So, like, working working with people like that. You know, I don't it's know, just man, it's, you were kind of puckered. No, but that's what it is. I think that's part of you know he and I's special relationship mm-hmm. is the fact that we push each other to to exceed expectations, whether we, whether intentional or not. And it's been that way for eight years, and here we are. That's beautiful. It I is. think what you're trying to say is that you inspire each other. Right. I think so. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how he feels about it, but that's how no, I feel. I, about I think it. so. You know, there were there was a moment there a couple couple years where he and I were like symbiotic in the studio, like finish like seriously finishing like finishing each, each, other's each other's sentences. sentences yeah, kind of weird stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but no no shit. Like he would have an creeps. idea, and I'd be like, "Man, I was just thinking about that." Yeah, it'd be like, "Man, I got this idea," and the other one would be like, "We should do something like this," and be like, "Yeah." <laughs> I just I was just thinking about that. Yeah. yeah. What and if I played like, like like this and dur, 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 and be like, yeah. And then you were ju- like, let's put a flanger on it. And he was like, oh. yeah. That, then, then that's where it all fell <laughs> That's where it would stop. That's yeah. where it would stop. Yeah. Hey, uh, the Eventide uh, instant flanger is on sale right now. Is that a plug-in? Woo. Yes. No. Explains why I don't know about it. Not, <laughs> not a pedal. Can't put it on my board. Man, I'm gonna have a hard time with this not being able to buy that drum plug-in. Well, I'll tell you what. Let's uh, let you lament not buying a drum plug-in right now, mm-hmm. and uh, we'll we'll come back. We'll do Tyler stuff part two, like the 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 post Ryan years or like the, the Ryan on years afterward, yeah. um, and all the uh, well. We have to talk about we have to talk about that night when we met. 
and it got weird. Mm-hmm. You rolled in all your shit. Yeah. Yeah. And you were jealous. Yeah. I thought I'd lost my and spot. And you were jealous. Talk about that night already? Yeah, I think, I, think, I, think, I think we have mentioned it. But, I think we uh, talked about it twice at Y'all least. were both jealous. But uh, no, like there's, hey. there's, there's still a lot more like musical formation that came after uh, we met and started working on music and yeah. just uh, the other weird shit I got into after that. I taught him everything I know, which was not much. <laughs> <laughs> He taught me a lot of 311. I did. I did. 311 and a little bit of Weezer. Even Fuck though yeah. I couldn't really play Weezer very well. <laughs> that's, that's why he plays the solo on that one. So. You know what's funny? So you were talking about... <laughs> You've still then, never heard the song. That's what I was going to say. No. You've still never heard it. So that's I'll I'll, I'll, I'll I'll tell this this brief thing and then like we'll we'll wrap up for real. No, you were talking earlier about like you know. No, being dude, a perfectionist. you guys played uh, "Say It Ain't So" in Washington that one night. That's what I mean. He's yeah. still never heard that it. That was awesome. Yeah, like I've I'm never fucking listening. He's to never songs. heard it. That's stupid. Like we we played that's Weezer stupid, for Tyler. eight I ta- years. Like I taught I'm him. Never fucking I taught him how to play that song properly on accident. But no, like. <laughs> <laughs> to this day, Oops. see now I'm probably right. now I'm probably like less try to replicate the studio version and try to play it kind of more my style. Yeah. That's how I am with a lot of stuff nowadays. It's like <laughs> he's more like trying to play. He's playing. You're playing it Ryan's style because that's the only thing that you've ever heard. Yeah. Like, like who else? Who? Like, how else are you playing it? You're well. You're playing it Spectre style or Amberlamp style or something. No, I would say like. Nowadays, so I probably funny. do play more. That's so funny. You've never heard style. that song. Still, we play it wrong. I don't care. <laughs> I was. But fucking, we play it better. I was thrilled. But we play it better. We play it better than the record. Anyway. All right. Well, on that note, uh, I guess we'll come back next time. We'll talk more about. Um, well, actually, next episode we're gonna be talking about record store day. Yeah. Uh, we'll cover that stuff, uh, and then we'll have to come back after that and. Uh, to, uh, we'll two. revisit Tyler. Yeah, all my fucking weird shit. Why is it that me and Tyler get two parts and you guys get nothing? My, my well, episode was well, never then, even. Then we gotta we gotta come back. <laughs> no one gotta... expected me to survive this long. <laughs> oh, that's right. Mine wasn't like, even posted. Well, dude. we'll have to come back it's and we'll do two part episodes of, of, of Tracy. We'll do two part episodes of Justin. Well. Actually, we'll you know flesh why, it all you out. You know why? It's because the first half of this episode was not about Tyler. That's true. <laughs> yeah. But that's what happened with mine. It yeah. Was, it was a half episode, but we never even posted it. You guys yeah. don't love me. That was this guy. That's his, his, that's his job. Hey, you guys will uh, hear some of that soon. Mine's going to be bonus content. I don't know be official it, episode. It'll be good. It'll have cats in it. Yeah, so, um, yeah. Unless you're looking honey, out for then s- it's... So on that note, you be looking out. You done. <laughs> Go on, Tyler. Be looking out for some bonus content in the near future. And uh, I guess That's we'll see you guys does. next time. Bye. Ba 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 ba